19. The next morning, I was copying Lucas's maths homework before first period when Peter walked past our aluminium picnic table. He waved. Lucas waited for him to walk out of earshot before he said, That's new. Don't jinx it. Have you invited him to come tonight? I shook my head. He's warming to me, but let's not pretend he's ready to sit around and watch your uncle tune our mum. Fair call. Besides, he's spending the night at Yaya's. I turned the page of his exercise book. She's good? Yeah. The only disconcerting thing about my visit to her place the night before was how disappointed mum had seemed when she spoke about John. Is there any chance of your mum not trying to set mum up with her brother? Nope. Mrs P checked her watch. We were 15 minutes into the dinner party and her brother hadn't arrived. She and mum were in the kitchen with the assorted dips. They'd been drinking, so they were making the sorts of jokes you'd prefer not to hear your mother tell. Mum was laughing so hard her asthma was playing up. If she had any idea that she was getting set up, then she wasn't showing it. Lucas and I were in the lounge with a controller each playing a game that I was convinced hated me. You have to shoot or I'm going to keep on killing you, Lucas said. I'm pressing the buttons, it's just not working. My half of the screen went dark. He'd shot me again. Hey, it's working for me, he said. Mrs. P sighed after a particularly potent laugh. She leaned against the counter, turned to us and said, Lucas, check on your father. He paused the game and looked out into the yard. Damo and Mr. P were manning the barbecue. They seemed fine, he said so. Get off that and go outside and ask if they need anything, his mother said sternly. He dropped his controller on the lounge and hopped up. Fine, he groaned. Sometimes, Lucas. She turned to Mum and explained. He's back to being Lucas now. You never called me Sticks, he said. Yes, but I had to put up with other people calling you it. She noticed Mum's bottle was empty. Do you want another Cooper's? Mum was reluctant. I shouldn't. But Mrs P went momentarily deaf. She opened the fridge and passed Mum a fresh bottle. The doorbell rang. That will be Sean. I'll get it. She rested her drink on the counter and disappeared down the hall. I jumped up and walked over to a place I could see the front door from. Joel hadn't arrived yet and it might have been him. It wasn't. Mrs P was embracing her markedly taller brother. She pulled away. By the looks of things, she was only just revealing to him that there was someone she wanted him to meet. She tried slicking his hair back and he resisted. I looked to Mum. She was eating a thin piece of carrot. Is this a setup? She asked softly. I figured things were only going to get more unsubtle from there on. I nodded. Okay then. She wrapped her fingers against her bottle nervously. Mrs P led her brother into the kitchen. He was coarse, but in that women's fiction kind of way. His flannel shirt was tucked roughly into his jeans and he had a stubble beard. His eyes instantly locked on Mum. Hi there, he said, extending his arm. I'm Sean. Mum shook it. Kath. Poopers? Mrs P asked. She'd already popped off the cap. Her brother accepted it. Cheers, he said before, talk, before taking a swig. And Mum didn't look like she had any complaints. 
Lucas popped his head inside briefly. The meat's ready. I laughed. What? he asked. Mrs P's eyes flared. Let's go outside, shall we? She shepherded us out into the yard to the table lit by mosquito repellent candles. Kenny G started playing from the speaker system. Every little thing about the backyard dinner had been carefully considered, from the seating arrangements, when Lucas went to sit between mum and me in the spot intended for Sean, Mrs P pulled his ear, to the topics of conversation. Mrs P had written a palm card under Lucas's placemat that outlined talking points. So, Uncle Sean, Lucas said, lifting the corner of his placemat and making no effort to disguise the fact that he was reading, how's work going? Sean grimaced, it's going okay. Lucas looked to his mum, who nodded encouragingly. He squinted down at the next dot point. I think it's great to learn a trade. They're recession proof. That piqued mum's interest. She leaned into Sean a fraction. What's your trade? I'm a carpenter. You're good with wood then, mum deadpanned. Sean laughed and I buried my head in my hands. Oh God, this is going to be fun, Lucas said, stealing a sip of his father's beer. How much are you benching now, Damo asked his uncle. That was my cue to tune out. I couldn't think of anything I wanted to hear people talk less about than the gym. I checked my phone, but there were no new messages. Joel was a half hour late. Maybe I hadn't sold Lucas hard enough. Mum grabbed Sean's closest bicep and gave it a light squeeze. Oh, you do work out. I groaned. Lucas was enjoying it. What? Mum asked. When in Rome? Do the Romans, Mrs P finished for her. She and Mum both squealed. Lucas pinched the bridge of his nose and sighed heavily. Yeah, not so fun now, is it? I asked. Remind me not to take your mum to Italy, will you? Mrs P said dryly. Dad, don't make it worse. The doorbell rang. Mrs P counted the heads at the table. Everyone was accounted for. Who could that be? She asked, putting down her cutlery. If that's you-know-who across the street coming over to complain about the noise, I've had just enough to drink to call her a you-know-what. Mum, language, Lucas said. She sneered. Oh, shut up. When Mrs P headed back inside, Sean apologised for his sister. Apparently, this is a fix-up, he added. I don't think Kath picked up on it, Damo said. What with the candlelight and the Kenny G. I was looking into the house. When Mrs. P reappeared with Joel in tow, I quickly turned my attention to my steak. Lucas, there's someone here for you, Mrs. P said. I was trying really hard not to smile. Styx was dumbstruck. Joel had one hand in the pocket of his beige trousers. He waved with the other. Hey everybody, Lucas. Lucas was staring at him stunned. Joel, it's good to see you again, I said. Lucas looked at me. I cocked an eyebrow to let him know I was completely responsible. Well, go on. Don't be rude, Mrs. P said, retaking her seat. Stand up and get him a plate. Lucas hesitated for a brief moment, then placed his hands on the edge of the table and pushed off. Everybody kept eating, and in the background, Lucas did something monumental. Only two other people noticed. After dinner, Joel and Lucas retreated to one corner of the yard. 
They sat by the herb garden. Joel kissed him eventually. Mrs. P clapped her hands together and called out, My baby! Lucas pulled away and hid his face embarrassed. Joel was grinning. It's that bloody Kenny G, Mr. P joked. How long have they? Mrs. P asked me quietly. They're relatively new, I answered. Okay. As awkward as it was to sit in on what was essentially Mum's first date with Sean, it had been worth it to sit in on Lucas's first with Joel. Having to get up and walk unassisted in front of him had been a baptism by fire I hadn't anticipated, but it worked out beautifully. When he was done and Joel was still there, Lucas had nothing to fear. He was more like he was around me than I had ever seen him with somebody else, and I couldn't help but feel quite chuffed with myself. And theirs wasn't the evening's only successful match-up. Mum and Sean were standing on the other side of the yard. He said something and she playfully pushed his chest. They both laughed. Joel and Lucas had paired off. Mum and Sean had paired off and Damo had left to meet some mates at the cross. I was alone with the peas, who were snuggling. I excused myself and escaped to Lucas's bedroom. Everything looked pretty good from his second story window. Lucas came and found me after Joel left. For a while, we didn't say anything. Below us, Lucas's dad was trying to clean the barbie and Mrs P was hugging him from behind and Sean was walking mum around the patio he'd built, pointing out the finishes. She nodded enthusiastically. I turned away and leaned against the sill. Hanging on the opposite wall, among the borrowed traffic signs, was an envelope. It was addressed to Mr A. Siolkis. I waited for it to bother me, but it didn't. It was just a stolen token to commemorate our Melbourne adventure. Thanks, Lucas said eventually. Don't mention it. He produced a bottle of Coopers from nowhere and popped the cap off with the windowsill. Mad skills, I said. I'm going to get you back, you know. You know that, right? I knew Lucas well enough to expect that. Bring it on. Sean offered to give us a lift home. Mum resisted, but Mrs P insisted, and when Mrs P insisted, the battle was lost. Mum didn't say anything about the night until she'd seen Sean take the first right turn off our street. Well, that was unexpected. She pushed down on my shoulder with one hand and took her heels off with the other. She was instantly three inches shorter. Good unexpected or bad unexpected, I asked as I followed her up to the house. Mum hesitated. Good unexpected, but I'm not going to see him again. Why not? It was fun, but no, he's your friend's uncle. So? Mum opened the door. I won't risk it. She turned back and kissed my cheek. End of discussion. Good night. If Lucas was going to get me back for setting him up with Joel, I had to be ready. He was going to surprise me with Haley. that much was certain, but our situation wasn't as clear-cut as theirs. He and Joel had both wanted something more than a fling, but I wasn't sure what I wanted with Haley. Mrs P said she could be one of three things, a girlfriend, a friend, or just a girl I used to know. I had to decide which. I liked Haley, and I liked the idea of dating her, but I had fallen for her in a bubble. She had a kid from a previous relationship, and I'd never even had a previous relationship. Even if Haley didn't expect me to help raise Rory, I would have to do my part to fill that space his father left. At 17, was I ready? Did I really want to? 
and after being so eager to date her before, did me asking those questions make me a terrible person? I tried to tell myself that it was reasonable for me to dismiss my feelings for her. Reasonable because she'd hidden Rory from me. Reasonable because she was in a completely different stage of her life to me. But I couldn't escape the reality. She hadn't changed. Hayley was still Hayley. She just had a slightly larger family. If I decided to friend zone her, what then? Was I supposed to roll my pre-existing feelings for her into a ball and stuff them away somewhere dark, pretending they didn't exist? And what if she met someone else? Was I supposed to shake his hand, introduce myself as her non-threatening male friend and watch him have everything I gave up on? And then there was the final option, the controversial drop her option. Could I? And if I couldn't handle the other options, did I really have a choice? By the time Lucas exacted his matchmaking revenge on Sunday, I still hadn't made a decision. We were going to Brighton La Sands for a mid-afternoon gelato. But after Mr P dropped us there, Lucas led me past Mama Crowley's to Gazette. His brother had opened early. Through the front window, I could see one table had been made up at the front. There was already someone sitting at it, and it wasn't Hayley. Surprise! Lucas said. Wait, what? What? That isn't Hayley? I know, it's Maria. She was sitting at a slight angle looking out onto the street. I tried to move my lips when I asked, why isn't it Hayley? I don't know who Hayley is, remember? Never met her, don't know her surname, but Maria Ching, I know her name. I can stalk her online and get her to come to a restaurant. He turned to me, what, you don't like? I can send her home if you want. I'll send her home. You can't send her home. I'll tell her you're sick. She can see us. Maria waved uncertainly. I forced a smile. Why her? You gave me a second chance at my first time, Lucas said. I wanted to give you the same opportunity. But she doesn't like me. My best friend's first kiss was with a girl who ran away afterwards. I find that unacceptable. Whether she likes it or not, she's going to treat you like a human being and sit through a dinner with you. He pushed me towards the door. In you go.